Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great one for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Brenna Thornton, and I am from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Rancho. How's Rancho been lately? Because when I was a kid, it was this big. And now when we go to Vegas, it seems like it's half the trip of like, they're just building, building, building out there, right? Um, Actually, I prefer it a lot more than Torrance because there's less buildings in Mm. comparison to Torrance. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really, really pretty. Um, We live right next to a giant mountain that collects snow in December and it's like the prettiest thing Is there snow there yet? No, no, the weather's been like so weird. California's yeah. broken right I now. Know. It's been like, good weather right now, huh? Good. It, yeah. I just wanted to, last year um, in December, it actually snowed in Rancho. Mm. Um, never did again. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like for that to come back. I but. like that. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I wanted you to have like come up. Well, obviously we went to high school together, so mm-hmm. we should start that. I knew you from West High. You were always very nice, very perky, very like, you know, <laughs> animated in everything you did. And, uh, or at least with me, I don't know if that was your personality there, but you know, I always had a good time. We played a lot, <laughs> did things like that. And you got into voice acting and I've gotten to be able to kind of follow you on Instagram and see like the rise of things. And when you first started, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then you'd be like, oh yeah, no, I booked this. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then you're like, oh, I booked this. And I was like, oh, that seems big. Like, I don't know anything about the world, but (laughs) it seems like she's up and running. And then on the phone, you're like, you know, this is like my career. This is what I'm pursuing full time. And that's amazing. How'd you get started in that? It's like a very sporadic journey because as a kid, I always wanted to be an actor. Um, But, you know, when you're a kid, you think of multiple things that you want to be. I thought actor, marine biologist, veterinarian, so many things. But as I got older, I was like, "Mm," even as a kid, like I kept thinking like, maybe it'd be a little too unrealistic to be an actor. Um, So I kind of let that go for like years and years and years. And then when I was in high school, I was um, studying marine biology. I was going to pursue that instead. Um had long forgotten about acting. The closest thing I did was modeling freshman year. I was terrible. Yeah. I was like... Pull the mic just a little bit closer. Go ahead and just bring it to you. Get real nice and close. Right here? Just pull it in there a little more, like a fist length away. Right there. There you go. I like it. Perfect. Um, Modeling, you were terrible at it. I was terrible at it because I didn't know what to do with my hands half the time. Um, But it was a fun experience, uh, but it just wasn't for me. And that also kind of added to my reasoning for not pursuing acting because I'm like, I I didn't think of voice acting at all at the Mm. time. I thought like everything like on screen, I'll be like the first Latino Marvel superhero or something. Yeah. Um, So I was like, okay, that basically confirms that I should not do that. (laughs) I shouldn't. Um, And so I kept pursuing marine biology. And then um, after high school, um, I reconnected with my friend Bryn. She's my neighbor. She lived three houses down from me. No, actually two. We were separated by one. Um, We started hanging out again, and she suddenly sent me a casting call just out of nowhere. Like, she doesn't have an interest in acting, and, like, I never told her my interest. And she was just like, you should just do it. You ever just wonder if you just do it? Mm. And I'm like probably not gonna get it but okay (laughs) like I feel bad because I don't want to take up anything that belongs to someone who's actually been working in this career and um the two of us did it together and um I actually ended up booking it and I was like oh I wouldn't expect that at all um and then when I started getting familiar with the people in the same project as me they were telling me like oh yeah I posted this on Instagram I posted this on Twitter I'm like you guys have like accounts specifically for this like And then when I made my Instagram account, I was like introduced to a whole community of people who are in video games, do a bunch of crazy stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm. there's a world. Uh That's a whole new world. Because you don't think about that stuff. When you look at like cartoons and stuff like that, you don't think like there's someone behind a microphone doing it. Um, And at first I just did it as a hobby. And then um, I started watching more anime films and stuff like that. And something like about watching even though I didn't see this movie in theaters but watching people's reactions in theaters like on YouTube um I was watching this Dragon Ball movie that I just absolutely loved and I was watching people's reactions to it and I was like oh my gosh you can see the way people feel in specific moments and you think to yourself like there's a whole team like not just voice actors but like a whole team who produced this piece of media and I was like I would love to be part of that like some just feels something great about that. Like I feel so much when I'm sitting in that seat watching the movie. Like what if I could give it back? Mm. Oh, I like so, that. So um, 
and you know, so many people from that movie inspired me. So I was like, maybe just giving it back, you know? Um, and then after that, I was like, I don't think I want to do this as a hobby anymore. I want to see if I can go somewhere with this. And I made like encouraging friends, my boyfriend, like all these people have stuck by me since like the very beginning. And we've all kind of grown together. We, I consider them to be like a wagon, Mm. um, like six wheels or there's like eight of us, like eight wheels on a wagon. If somebody's tire flops, we got to stop the whole wagon Mm. because we go together. Right. Um, and having that support system is amazing. And I thank them and my family for helping me realize that this is something that I want to do. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. I want to know what are, what are those like the foundation that makes a good voice actor? Do you even like the sound of your own voice? Have you always liked it or is that weird? I always hated my own voice. Uh-huh. I think that's something you'll hear every voice actor say is like, I hate the sound of my voice, but it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. Um, I know people with voices that you wouldn't even think are their natural voice. Like some, a guy I know, he has a very high pitched voice. He often like gets down on himself. Like, I can't see myself voicing these pretty characters and stuff like that. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter the sound of your voice. That's something you eventually figure out as you keep pursuing it. Um, you eventually adapt to the sound of your voice. And you're like, okay. And you start to realize the sound of your voice doesn't make you a good actor. What makes you a good actor is understanding your character, understanding where they are, who they are, where they're at. Um, and when this is all taking place and finding a connection to that character, it's all about the acting. It's mm-hmm. not about the voice. Even if you're trying to change your voice to sound like Southern or something like that, <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's just, can you convey it? Can you bring this character off the page? Are you good at accents? I'm terrible. Really? <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> the closest Southern is, I can't like keep it up for very long. It's like very I got to work on my accents more. Yeah. I'm not very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. No, that's super cool. And like I said, this isn't an interview. This is a conversation. I forgot to tell you that before we get started. I'm not like question heavy. I don't have a big mm-hmm. script or anything like that. We just kind of go off a of vibe. Yeah. So like as we're getting into the holidays here, do you guys have any plans coming up? Are you a big Christmas girl? I am a very big Christmas person. Um, it's a little difficult with my living situation right now because my car is kind of busted. Usually I'd be out um, and about looking at the Christmas lights in Rancho. We're driving down to Torrance to see the Christmas lights. Um, I haven't really had the time to put up the Christmas decorations, but I am going to be celebrating with my boyfriend and my friends uh, this weekend mm. um, at a little hol- uh, holiday party. I almost said Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like Halloween did just happen, though. Like this year, especially like the last like three, four months mm-hmm. has gone by so fast. Like in two weeks, it's like January 1st. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Candy Cane Lane has been struggling this year too. Like really? we tried to go and it was December, right? And usually every, you know, December 1st, they're yeah. up there rolling and there's traffic. We were there. It and wasn't December yet. It wasn't? No. Okay. It was like, it was almost though. It was like, <laughs> almost? it was like November 28th okay. or something like that. It was mm. almost, almost December. So do you guys feel this way? It seems like the stores have been pushing the holiday stuff like way earlier, earlier. Like yes. Halloween was like three weeks in advance. We're like chill, right? And then Thanksgiving stuff. They were selling Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving, and it was just like yeah. kind of weird. So maybe Candy Cane Lane is on time. Like yeah. they, but everyone they, else is early, and everybody else is super yeah. early. That might be it. Yeah. I don't like that. Like no. it just seems so early. Like I feel like now you buy your tree, and your tree's dead by the time <laughs> fucking Christmas comes around, yeah. right? So that's. I mean, cool. I feel like Americans in general decorate very early, and they do it like they go all out. Mm-hmm. In Sweden, I don't think we put our tree up until like. A few days before Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it wasn't it, like it was up for two weeks and then Christmas happened. Like, no, we, we had it up maybe three days before mm. and then we would have it up and like throughout through the new year. And then like January 1st or 2nd, we'll take it down. I like that. Do you prefer real trees or fake trees? I prefer real trees. Oh, real mm-hmm. trees. And you'll clean up everything and water it and keep it all nice. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I don't mm. think I can go to a fake tree my boyfriend likes fake trees and we constantly bicker about it (laughs) yeah can you pick a good tree tree. though how confident are you in your tree picking i can pick a really good tree Mm. just uh last year when we went uh, to the christmas tree lot with my family um my mom and i we both have the same taste and usually she's the one who like picks out the christmas tree because she knows it she's been doing it for years my brother and i we just decorate it right um but last year as soon as we walked onto the lot and we went down a specific aisle of like trees and stuff i was like mom that's the one and she's like are we looking at the same one right now because we were like at a distance and i'm like 
that, that one, one. <laughs> that one. And we both walked over and sure enough, it was the same tree. I'm like, I'm picking up your taste. Yeah. I already right. know. I already know. She likes a tall tree, a tall red, red fern. No fern, just a fern. Okay. Um, that's nice and full, no holes in it. She'll grab it and twist it around and make sure that there's no gaping holes in it. Mm. If there is, we turn it to the back of the wall. I know yeah. this, I know this mom. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I want to, I want to get a Christmas tree this year again, but, um, we're rooming with my mom's coworker right now. So we're kind of tied to a little room. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to squeeze a tree in there. Yeah. Not a big one like we usually do, but I want the smell. Mm. I can't, it's not Christmas without the smell for me. And that's why I can't do fake trees. Yeah. I'm just so used to it. I feel like I, maybe we had a real tree like one year growing up, but all the other years it was just fake. Cause it's easy to store. You'll mm-hmm. have it for next year. It doesn't like shed and get all dirty and messy. Um, and then that's just kind of what we stuck with. Yeah. It's a lot more efficient. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. Like I've thought about it, but I'm like, I just need the smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have candles now that smell like Christmas, like trees. Oh dang. I'm gonna have to get that for so all year get a little, round. Get a little candle. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Would you say, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's hard. Like today, if you're like, Hey, we're watching a Christmas movie. What would you pick? Hmm. It's like a tie between Prancer and then I'm also very much into the very old stop motion films that they mm. would do. Um, like I forget which, maybe you guys will know it. I can't remember the name of it, but like it has the Island of the Misfit Toys and stuff like that. Do you remember that as a kid? Is this the one where like the, the guy's in a snow globe or no? I think There's like so. a snow globe and he's trying to get out of the snow globe and he like pushes it and he has to push it over the edge. The mm. Island of Misfit Toys. No, I don't know that no, one. There's like a scene. Um, mm. It's not the name of the movie, but like there's a scene called the, um, of like the Island of the Misfit Toys. I cannot remember yeah, the name of it. You went way back. You went way back. <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to Google it because I, I have a vague memory of that too. Uh, let's see. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, and that the one. Wait, that's the Misfit the... Toys. Yes, it's that one. I think so. Yeah, it's like all the stop motion ones. Yeah, like, it's it's something about. Yes, that's the one. I don't. I don't think I saw that. Oh one. yeah, I remember that one. I yeah. didn't see that I one as a kid that. vaguely. I like the Frosty one too, though. Like mm-hmm. the old cartoon. That's one of my favorite. Have you seen the original mm-hmm. Frosty? No, he's dope. I like him. I Shout out to that. Frosty. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? If you had to pick your Christmas movie. I really like Christmas with the Cranks. Oh. That's a nice one. Um, uh, the one we just put on the other day. National Lampoon's yeah, Christmas there you go. Vacation. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I like that. Since you said the Lampoon one, I'll say my favorite traditional one that we watched every year was A Christmas Story. Did you guys ever watch it? Like, Ew. you'll shoot your eye out. I used to watch A Christmas Carol, the, the old one. The original from like the 70s mm-hmm. or the one with, I think it's Jim Carrey. No, not with Jim Carrey. Okay. It was an old one. Super creepy, really scary. And we had, my parents forced us to watch it every single year. Forced you. It was like the day before Christmas, we used to watch it. And it's it's so creepy. And we watched it every single year. Did you get scared of like the ghost of Christmas past or what? Like- yeah, well, they had like super skinny, starving kids in it too that were like <laughs> really creepy looking. So that, yeah, it was terrifying. I like that. Christmas movies are nice though. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your family. How um, many siblings you got? I just have one. I have an older brother. He just got a new job as of recent. He used to work at CVS. So when you guys were talking about how holidays are pushing out um, their um, their stuff earlier. Their merch, yeah. Yeah, their merch. <laughs> um, my brother, he had to put out all the Christmas stuff like at the beginning of October. Damn. Jeez. Yeah, like they had um, nutcrackers and Santa um, lined up above where you grab the beverages and stuff. Mm. He's like, it doesn't make any sense. October. Um, yeah, the beginning Dang. of October, I'm like, mm, I'm go through like Halloween isn't even here. <laughs> right? And like hardly any Halloween stuff. But wow. um, my brother, he just got a new job. Um, he doesn't have to work at CVS anymore. He nice. now works nine to five, making, I think, 25 an hour. So good for him. Yeah. Nice. No more customer service stuff or yeah. anything like that. That's good. Um, and my mom is a office manager at a um, chiropractor chiropractor clinic or no Ooh. physical therapy i should know this oh, cool. physical cool. therapy. <laughs> she's a chiropractor you said she's just oh the she's a manager. manager i was like is she cracking backs <laughs> no she, she don't know how to do that but i'm sure she wants to learn how to do that yeah like, 
That's cool. My family has back problems. We could really use that information. <laughs> and you guys are pretty close, tight-knit? Yes, we're very close. And um, I know you guys have a German Shepherd. I have a German Shepherd, too. We have a Belgian Melanois, actually. Oh, I thought it was a German Shepherd. No, no, he's I've a little leaner. Yeah. They're close. Yeah, very Almost. close. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It was a German Shepherd. It's yeah. like the same family. It's same the same. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he, instead of a German Shepherd, he's a subcategory of the Belgian Shepherd. Yeah. But oh. yeah, Almost. very similar, yeah. just a little bit crazier. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> How old is your dog? My dog um, just turned six years old mm. um, last month. Is this month. Rumble? It's Rumble. I remember him when he was a puppy. Rumble. I saw him when he was a tiny guy when he really? was like 10 pounds, like 11 pounds. Really? Yeah. He was baby. Yeah, I would bring him dog. on the track after um, at track practice. Aww. Yeah. He's just running around. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. How's he doing? He's doing good. Um, he became a little chunky, but it's okay. It's because okay. my mom doesn't know any better and gives him <laughs> treats and stuff. Oh, he's um, living the good life, huh? She's him like a lot i remember back when we were living in torrance she still does this um she would buy like rotisserie chickens one for the family and one for <laughs> rumble and anytime um we would like get anywhere near the other rotisserie chicken she'd get mad she'd be oh. like you're not allowed to touch that that's for rumble um because dude can scarf it down like did he eat it in one sitting Mm-hmm. He oh, ate it in one sitting. He can eat it all in one sitting. Oh, we have to like, I don't think a slow feed bowl could stop him. We don't even have one of those. We should look into those. But um, he, any dog loves to eat. I yeah, like he eats. He yeah. eats. If he's six, he's set in his ways. He's doing good. Yeah. I like. He's living a good life, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to Rumble. Rumble. Super cute. Oh, yeah, love that. Have you always had German Shepherds? Um, he's been my first dog ever. He was actually my Christmas present. Um, back in like. 2018 or something mm-hmm. like that yeah just before you graduated because you were what like a 18 yeah 2018 yeah yeah so i had him um right around there in the beginning of january um yeah he's been my first dog and honestly i think he's gonna be my only dog because mm. i cannot i named him after my um uh, i'm kind of sticking by with what my grandpa did because he had a german shepherd named rumble and um i saw like the black and white photos of him as like really really old i'm like oh my gosh he's so pretty yeah and um my mom was like yeah that's my dad's dog um his name was rumble i'm like oh that's so cute mm-hmm. and for the longest time i wanted a girl dog i'm like i don't want a boy mm-hmm. i don't I can't dress him up i can't do that cute stuff yeah <laughs> and um but then something like clicked in me and i was just like i want a boy dog mm-hmm. i don't know why yeah. just something's telling me get a boy dog and um the guy that we got him from his dogs just had like a giant like amount of puppies mm. and there was only one boy left and he specifically held off rumble from anybody else for me nice even though we were wishy-washy we're like are we actually going to commit to this like yeah. what do we do and people kept asking him like can can we get the the male one can we get the male one he kept like saying no no no, no. this this is going to somebody else mm. i haven't gotten a confirmation yet but he's going to go to somebody else and um i was like Okay, fine. We're we're gonna get the boy. We're gonna get the boy. And I had my heart settled. Oh my gosh, he was so adorable mm. when we picked him up. Out of all the puppies there, he was the only one with both of his ears down. Still, no, he was. He only had um, one up and one down. Oh yeah. So as soon as like the guy pointed him out, he's like, he's over there sniff, sniffing the bushes. There's like <laughs> tons of little puppy German shepherds running around, just coming up and like gnawing at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just chilling by the bush and stuff Aww. like that and i was like that's my dog yeah that's nice like, that's my boy and i picked him up and i'm just like oh my gosh he was like the size of two fists or something like yeah. that maybe three he's so cute are that's you funny. stuck on german shepherds now like that's gonna be it that's gonna be it. yeah i, I like that me. i like that you renamed too because i used to work for a lady um like dog walking mm-hmm. when we were in college down on the peninsula over here what was that dog's name the weimariner do you remember um it was lola right lola. was the dog's name lola but it was their third lola or their Aww. second lola because as they got they had a Lola, right? And then I guess the husband was getting older and he got, um, you know, he had some brain issues and some mental problems. So mm-hmm. we couldn't remember the new dog. So they got a new Weimariner. I guess that dog died, got a new one. So we just Aww. kept calling her like Lola. Aww. So they got a new one. And then I guess that dog lived for a while and they might've had to get rid of it or something. So I think they got a third one and he was very old at that point. And so like he only, that third Lola only lasted like a year and then he ended up passing away. That's the Lola Aww. that I knew was the number third one. And yes. So just Lola, Lola, Lola. So it's kind of funny. Makes like they it just, easy. So yeah, cute. keeps it easy. And the old Aww. lady was just like, yeah, it's whatever. Like I'm into it. It's totally yeah. cool. So that's so sweet. It's like a nickname, but yeah, it's the best. Yeah. I feel like we've told Kino's story on here a lot. Do you want to, do you want to hear it? I'd again? love to hear it. 
So she was in Sweden, and I actually got Kino for my sister, my little sister. She was getting into, like, fitness and running around in Vegas, and I was like, well, she has to have a dog that's going to, like, you know, run with her, protect her, keep her safe and stuff. And I thought that the Belgian Mellonwall was going to be, they always say, do your research, do your research and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, there's no like category for the Belgian Mellonwall. It's a different game. It's like if I threw you the keys to my sports car, you would be able to drive my Ferrari home. Like you'd be like, I know how to drive a car, but if I gave you the keys to an airplane, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like it's a <laughs> completely different, it's a weird thing. They're like German shepherds, but they just have like twice the drive. Like they just go and go and go. And like when Kino's always doing things, like he's listening right now in the crate, probably pressed his ear. Like I heard my name. I know there's two guys in there. There's a man in there. I don't know who that strange man is. Like, I don't (laughs) like it, but we'll have to figure it out. Like he's, you know, time is ticking. And I found one on like pet finder, like puppy finder, whatever. It wasn't like a, you know, official breed, like no breeder or anything like that. Message the lady was like, Hey, um, I need this dog. It's like 350. He was like, all right, like 350 bucks. So it was mm-hmm. like eight hours away or six hours away in El Centro, California, down on the border. So like we basically, I took her car cause she was out of town in Sweden and I went down and like followed the border all the way to El Centro. And then it was like really sketchy. We showed up to like this drug house with like guys with like, it was very cartel like, like it was super shady. Mm. They didn't let me come in. They didn't let me do anything. They were just like, okay, you're here. Stay right there. I stayed at the end of the driveway. Like they didn't want me like even going into the driveway driveway. And they're like, we'll bring the dog to you. And I was like, all right, this is kind of weird, but I'm down. It was like 106 degrees out. Oh my. They brought this boy Melonwall out and he looked like sickly. Like you could tell the puppy wasn't mm. really super healthy. His eyes were off. Like everything was just off. And I was like, "Is this, what is this? And she's like, you said you wanted the smallest one. So he was like the runt of the crew that like wasn't obviously getting enough milk or whatever was going on. And I was oh. like, no, no, no. I want the Belgian Mellonwall because they're smaller than German Shepherds, but they're very lean, fast, and powerful. Like that's what I want. So she thought that you wanted the she smallest thought I wanted one, the but, smallest but one. you were just like, no, I just want like a smaller German Shepherd. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you have any other boys? And she was like, oh, yeah, I do. Like we have one guy, but like we can't get rid Like you can tell this is our crazy guy. Like she was a little hesitant with that one. I was like, yeah, bring him out. Let's see what's going on. So she rips that like runt away and then brings in Kino and he's like, like growling and he's just like a cute little puppy, but you can tell like he's not supposed to be held. He's not mm-hmm. puts him down. And then Kino was just like, what's up? I'm Kino. Like, let's go. Is this your car? Where are we rolling? And like, ready he was to go. super yeah. play, like just very, not even playful, but just like bouncing just going and going and going and i was like yeah we'll take this one and then she like went from 350 to like 500 which is still a good it's a little street dog like whatever so we gave it to him and he hopped in and then i was only in el centro for maybe like 25 30 minutes to get this dog as we're going we got stopped by like immigration border patrol we didn't leave the united states but it was just clearly like people are you know crossing the border stuff like that And so this guy with a machine gun is sitting here and we pull up and then I didn't have like my passport. I didn't have, this is your car. Because you were like, you're still in the US. Why would you bring your passport? It was just really weird. So I ended up being like a brown guy in an unknown car coming from an unknown city. I didn't know it was else. Like I was just there for 20 minutes, got it and come out with like an unknown dog. (laughs) So I pull up to the thing and the guy's sitting there and he's like, hey, like, uh, where are you coming from? And I was like, uh, El Capistrano. Like, I, you know, I don't know what the city was. I didn't have my uh-huh. phone. I was like, fuck, that's, I fucked up right there. Oh, and then no. he's like, is this your car? And I was like, no, it's not my car. And he's like, strike two. And then oh. he was like, well, like, what are you doing? And then at that point, Kino like popped his head up from the, the little seat, like the passenger. And he was like, is that a Belgian Melanois? And I was like, it is. And he was like, all right, you're good. Like, keep going. <laughs> and Kino was like, yeah, you better let us go. We've just been <laughs> rocking with each other ever since. But I gave him to my sister, and he only lasted, like, a week or two at their house in Vegas. He started biting a hole in their wall. Like, they dropped oh. him, and they just left him in the, like, laundry room. Not leave him, but, like, what you do with puppies? And Kino was just a wild guy. He put, like, a hole in their, like, house. And they're like, hey, get this fucking dog out of here. Like, he's not fit to be here and i just found one of the smartest guys like he's just been getting better and better and better and progressing at a level like if you guys want to check him out on the beach after this he does things that just like regular dogs don't even think to do and he's really awesome but we're teaching him to skateboard right yeah. now so that's <laughs> I what think he's I working saw that on. on your story yeah I think. Oh and he's gosh. doing good 
He's doing awesome. Yeah. But he started out real rough and, you know, we didn't know, but he's been the best little street dog we've ever found. Yeah, so, so cute. Does awesome. he like ever, because um, my dog, German Shepherds are smart and like, he's always like outsmarting me. He hates taking a bath and he knows like before I even say it, that he'll do anything to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. that like ever happen to you? Like, does he outsmart you like a lot? He, go ahead. Yeah, um, he does, but I think he also... At some point, he's like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, going into the crate, like, he likes the crate. It's not like he doesn't like it. He'll sleep in it and stuff. But, um, like, trying to get him in there at first, he's, like, just looking at you like, I'm not going in there. Like, <laughs> I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm right here on the couch. And we're, like, go in there. And he's, like, he he's very stubborn. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll go in the crate then. You know what I mean? I would like, say he'll... for bath time, he doesn't like like the bath or when you take them to like the pet store and like give them baths. But mm-hmm. if I hose him off or get a bucket, like right out front here, he doesn't care. Like yeah. he likes water too. He'll jump in the ocean and stuff like that. But oh, wow. he just doesn't necessarily like the whole, it might be the hose, it might be and the like pressure. The yeah. But if, if you just lightly do it and like shampoo, he doesn't care. Yeah. But yeah. He's a weird guy. Dogs yeah. are fun and weird like that though. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about sort of you kind of developing your network around sort of like the voice actors and things like that. What does the scene look like here in Southern California? Is this like the primary hub for voice acting? Is it pretty spread out? Is it pretty like, you know, is New York a big spot? Like how have you been seeing things like that? Um, ever since COVID, um, it's really broadened actors, um, opportunities because, um, everyone started recording remotely. So Mm -hmm. now if you have a booth and it's studio quality, you can record from anywhere, but there are like main central hubs you want to be at. Um, specifically if you like want to get into like anime, obviously LA is a big, big, um, big area you want to be in. You can also go to Texas. I know they have uh, places in New York, but I know LA and Texas are the two big ones. Mm. Um, Texas, they're always, I get so jealous because all my, I see all my voice actor friends, they're constantly posting like, Hey, I just recorded at, it's a studio called Crunchyroll down in Texas. And they're known for their anime and stuff. Literally the, the streaming site for watching anime is called Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. And, um, I see all my friends are like, yeah, like we're living it up in Texas. Like, I'm like, it's so hard. Like trying to, I feel like not, not to like make any comparisons or anything like that, but there's just so much going on in LA that like it's a little bit hard to like kind of put yourself mm. out there. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we have like social media to help us out. Um, and networking is such a big thing because you want to be, you want to be a real person, but also be careful, like navigate the internet correctly. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I I've gotten some opportunities that I never thought I would get just simply by putting work that I do. You don't have to do a lot. You don't have yeah. to go to these people all the time and be like, hey, give me a job, please, right. please, please. Right. I understand like voice acting is like, that's why the the whole thing when people are telling their parents like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. That is the most unstable job you yeah. could ever do because you're not guaranteed anything. You could get, um, you could book a show and do work for like years and years and years. And then that show stops and you don't book anything for like, mm-hmm. let's say months. Um, that's why people are always like, you, are you sure you don't mm. want to like go to yeah. college do something right um but constantly just I've learned to just stick in my own zone if if whatever I post catches anybody's eye that's great I'm constantly updating my work um if there's these um talent rosters people will open up and you can submit your work to them so any opportunity you see to um submit your work to anyone do it. Mm. Take advantage of those. And I love the community too, because we have like a bunch of like graphs and PDM and PDF files of like lists of places where you can submit your work to people at any time. Um, there isn't a certain window or anything, but definitely a lot of people do it. And the chances of you getting in can be very low. There's some people who will take anybody. I'm like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, that's what I've just learned to do. Just put out my own mojo, keep updating my work, if it piques anybody's interest, great. Mm-hmm. I will work for you. I like that a do lot. Do you do it all at home? Like, do you always record everything at home? Yes. Um, for me right now, I record at home, but I've had had opportunities that would require me to go into studio. Um, I've done um, a class in studio before too. So I kind of have, even though I haven't 
professionally recorded anything in a studio yet. Um, I at least have that experience, so I'm ready. Right. That way I'm not standing there like, I'm what so do I do? terrified, right? <laughs> yeah. Rule number one is like, don't touch the microphone. I mm. remember my first time being in studio was um, for an ADR class. That's where they do anime dubbing. And um, uh, the studio was so pretty. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to cry. This is so nice. And I'm like looking at the actors that um, have recorded in there. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are people that I like look up to. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm going to stand right there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but um, it is so technical in there. I would love to learn how to be an audio engineer because that just means getting my foot further in the industry. Um, and it's just such a cool process, such a cool process. And I'm glad I have that experience. So now got the ADR under my belt, know what to do when right. um, they're looking at me and they're like throwing all these terms at me. I remember um, when I was going in for the second run of what I was recording and um, he started, the director was throwing terms at me and stuff like that. And I was like, I know what that means. Mm -hmm. I don't have to struggle. I'm like, you, you got it. You got it. Um, but yeah, it's, That's it's awesome. a fun experience. I like that. My only issue right there was just like rule number one. Like I, it, it just peaks. I have a really big issue with authority rule number that one, we're what working do you mean? on. Don't touch the microphone. Oh. I've been like rule number one. Who the fuck are you? All right, <laughs> don't you be talking to me like that. I, you know, I'm the talent here. All right, like that's where I have the issue. Don't let me get put in something. Don't let them cast me in something because yeah. I'll walk into yeah. Applebee's like, uh, sorry, I was extra number four in whatever, whatever, whatever. We need a table out front. Like you don't, you don't know who I am. You know. So. Oh yeah, no, they'll get very strict with it. Wow. It's just because it costs so much yeah. and like the moment you mess it up like the lies um I learned from my teacher in class like try not to tap the microphone because um it, even though it's like a minuscule thing it could potentially damage it mm -hmm. and um I remember my it was it was really funny because um I was so nervous I'd use the restroom I was like teacher I know I'm about to go up but can, I, can I use the restroom really really quick and my teacher's like yeah yeah go ahead and um then they're talking about the microphone stuff I can hear them through the bathroom because um the door is like literally just right there mm -hmm. and so like I'm, I'm just chilling and I hear my teacher yelling at me from the um all good things all good things oh. yelling at me from the um the director's seating and stuff like that. And they're, um, they're saying like, Brenna, can you hear this? Cause I'm, I'm only going to say it once. Do not touch the microphone when you get in there. Can you hear me? And I'm mm -hmm. just like, yeah, but I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they get very, um, strict when it comes to that, but they got like, it was nice. They had little snacks in there, little yeah. refreshments and stuff nice. like that. Yeah. I would say that's probably the hardest part of like us starting our show was just mm. figuring out what the fuck does all this stuff do? Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I just, the average person, no clue what's going on. No. Like as far as like the micro, difference between an XLR mic, right? What are we doing with interfaces? What software are we recording with? Mm. What are we editing? That's honestly, that's the biggest hurdle. And I think that's probably yeah. why most people stop and most people keep going, right? Yeah. Is they're like, oh, I just don't like all this. Like we go five episodes, 10 episodes, right? Same thing with creating content, right? Yeah. I want to hear what your process is for dealing with maybe did you have any insecurities have you ever dealt with any imposter syndrome or anything like that as far as like putting content out there because you're really good with it I really like and listen to like oh, all the stuff you. that you post and it's really cool because I like how like dynamic your voice is it does oh, thank you. I really are able to put it in different like sectors and segues and I'm like oh yeah I believe that character that's cool but when you're putting stuff out how hard is it to stay on track with the things and like keep creating and do things like that mm. so I remember um when I first started out like I'd be a part of like a lot of um like audio dramas little fan stuff here and there however that is kind of like not a lot of people like that so that kind of like messed me up a little I'm like oh my gosh now what do I post and especially now that I have like a career um, making a career out of this, the constant worry is like, well, I have to make sure that I'm known if I want people to like see my work and stuff. Um, however, I've kind of learned that like, I need to place my trust in the people who are supporting me. And no matter what it is that I post, they are going to support me regardless. Mm. So I will post if I ever get, um, sometimes I'll repost, um, old stuff that I, that I did just so that way I could be like, Hey guys, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause it sucks. Cause like, when you're a voice actor, you're not guaranteed anything, you know? It's like, sometimes you don't get work for a while. That was happening to me um, literally a few months, like, back in, like, it was an awkward stretch between um, August until, like, October, um, where I wasn't getting anything, and I wasn't really posting anything, mm -hmm. nothing in regards to my career. Um, so... 
you know, I'd get the occasional role announcement here and there, and then I'd start like fidgeting with content that I've um, worked on, putting reels together, pushing out anything that I can, showing people like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You can hire me if you want. Um, on Instagram, I know it's not the most marketable place to um, put your work, but it's what I do. Um, I've also kind of just learned, like, like I said, you remember how I was saying, like, I just put out my own mojo and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And like, if people see it, people see it. I've learned to kind of just step back and be like, my career is not my whole life. What if I post like me just being me and stuff like that, posting on my story, I post on my story a lot. So that way people can see like, Hey, she's still there. She's still there. Even if it's not voice acting related, I'll like record myself in the booth. Um, and I'll still get people like following me and stuff like that. People emailing me and stuff, um, constantly leaving. Um, if I'm not posting anything, I'll have all my information in my bio. So that way it's like, Hey, if you stumble upon it somehow, there's my my email. email. Yeah. Reach out. I will, I will answer. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've kind of learned to just, um, post what I can not get too frazzled. If I'm not getting anything, it'll come to me. Mm. That is like the most aggravating thing in like yeah. voice acting because you see all your friends posting this stuff and you're just like, I have something, but I am not allowed to talk about it. It could be like a year from now. Like I booked, um, one thing that I'm super duper proud of, but I can't post it. Yeah, mm. I can't really talk about it Mm -hmm. they're like oh that won't be done until april of next year i'm like april of next year i recorded for that back in october yeah and it's like you got to understand that it's like a whole process and stuff like that i'm like i know but i'm so eager you know creative people like us like you're eager you just want to have it can Mm -hmm. i just have it yeah put it out there so it's like it's a battle that's got to be a crazy wait for me because like i i hate waiting i don't even like waiting mm-hmm. at restaurants for my food like i want it done now it's crazy i don't know if i would be able to keep a secret like that like because yeah. i'm like i mean it, it could be the simplest thing of like oh look at what i bought today like i'll as soon as i come home i want to show eventually what i got or like yeah any little thing like oh someone told me this and like i tell people and like i don't know if i could keep or you that know, secret you know what i was thinking about is when we had um carrie on she owns the second oldest tattoo studio in the world is actually over here in downtown uh long beach and i don't we don't know what number one is but number two (laughs) oldest of all time and apparently that building when they were doing some remodeling a few years ago they found a safe the Mm -hmm. and the literally it's almost a hundred year old building like the tattoo studio is almost a hundred years old and they said they have to wait until is it 2025 do you remember or was it next year or 2026 24 some i think it is sometime next year but they've been sitting on this safe for like a couple years now Mm -hmm. and if i was the owner of that building i'd be like that day that safe is getting cracked (laughs) open it's not like oh we're gonna wait for a hundred years and it'll be like a celebration thing i couldn't do that i'd be like no open that up now call jerome to get the saw and like saw this thing (laughs) off but are you kind of similar like that I am very much um especially in the beginning of my career because when you start off you have nothing it's there's no set way to do things podcasting there's no set way to do things you got to learn how to um do all the audio equipment on your own voice acting you got to figure out it's like you can't ask somebody to like be like hey what do you think like I should do for this. I'm like, well, it all depends on you. Mm. Like what microphone goes well with your voice? Um, what are you better um, learning with? Like, da, da, da. it's just a lot. Um, but I am very impatient and I just want the answers now. Right. And especially when it comes to roles and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm just like, man, everyone's posting and stuff like that. Everyone's like my friend, I have a friend named Jalen and my boyfriend and all my friends were just like, we're it's a good jealous. It's a good kind of jealous, but he gets work like crazy. And we're all just like, what about us? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we're constantly working. Um, it's learning patience. Excuse the fucking vacuum cleaner that is going on on the roof right now. <laughs> Do you hear that? What yeah. are the odds? I think our neighbors are moving out. Oh, that's so, what it is. Yeah. Okay. So I think they're they're cleaning up. Because this place is always silent. Yeah. Like, this is the best place to record podcasts because nobody ever. We're the loudest. Oh, they're stopped now. I think. Okay, so yeah, that's what's okay. going on. They're moving yeah, out. Yeah, they're moving out. Apologize for that. But <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're getting work and that's it right there. You start out with nothing. We're going to circle back to that. But I want to know, are you like, is it, so are you an independent sort of actor? Are you under like some other type of company? Oh, you got a package, babe. Yeah. You see that? Are you under some sort of a company or like, how does that work? Um, right now, I strictly do work on my own. So everything that I've worked for, I've just 
either submitted my work and stuff like that or like someone's noticed my work um all of it has just been me so is it considered like freelance or like what do you call that is it just like a kind of freelance thing yeah it's it's considered freelance um that's why i have to mark all my taxes now that's crazy Mm, oh my gosh um but i do work for a company that gives me consistent pay but that wouldn't make me like not like a freelance artist Um, they're the people that are giving me money for my work and now i can I was able to quit my customer service job and do it full time. So it was all thanks to them. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. a big deal. Have you noticed like the more you post on Instagram of your work, the more like work you will get basically? Um, yeah, it, it fluctuates, but, Mm -hmm. um, I noticed, um, compared to like the beginning when I would post and stuff like that, like I'd get no traction, like people would see it, but they wouldn't interact with it. Um, just because, like, my work was, I'll, I'll admit, my work was pretty mediocre back then. But it's changed. Times have changed. And I do get um, a lot of work. I've actually, surprisingly, I feel very, very honored. Um, I've had some people who even design characters to specifically have, like, my traits. Because wow. they'll keep it in mind and they'll be like, we want you. We specifically made her act this way because we see the energy you post on your story. I, like, I'm sure you've seen on my story. I'm weird yeah I'm very weird (laughs) that's what we like though on this show yeah and that's like something that I'm going to continue to do I'm not going to put a cap on myself um and hey if my energy is attracting people that's great come over here I'm I'm nice don't worry um I'll have people design characters after me whether like it's my face or style of clothes um or people will keep me in mind for I remember there was this um a an animator who reached out to me, they were eyeing me for a while, um, eyeing me specifically. They were just like, um, okay, now's the time to like go ahead and ask her. I got the email and everything. And it's funny because this, um, specific person, I had been watching their stuff for like two years prior. Mm. And I, I saw like a bunch of my friends and like people that I look up to that are in it. And I'm just like, man, it'd be cool to voice in that. Like, but when's the opportunity going to come for that? I mean, it's probably not like they've got their cast set. Um, and then two years later, that guy reached out to me and he's like, I've been keeping an eye on you. And I think this character is very fitting for you. You have very explosive energy from what I've seen in this character she's going to be very explosive and she's also she also looks like me too she that wasn't intentional but it was like hey that's cool I feel like it's a little bit of me out there and that's what every actor should feel like that that's a piece of them Mm -hmm. in there you know I really liked just the idea that you said where you're like hey everybody starts out with nothing right yeah successful people there's a difference between like an employee mindset right and like a business owner mindset and that's something I've kind of been on hot lately right is Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm a businessman. That's how I think about everything. Not like sleazy, how do I rip money out of people's pockets, but it's just naturally, that's how my brain works is Uh I'm not artsy, I'm not fartsy. I'm creative, charismatic, and I like funny sometimes, Uh but like you three in here, you guys kind of go off of a lot of vibe, a lot of this and a lot of that. And I go, no, that's an empty space. We need to build a building there. Like that's what Mm. needs to go there. And then what goes inside of the building is like, well, I got to find artists to put in the building. Like I'm the, I think I'm the backbone. That might be my role if yeah. within this thing of just be the backbone and the pillar that things can kind of get built off of. But mm-hmm. I love the idea that you understand so early on that you're like, no, 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 I'm con- in control of what I do. Yeah. And that seems like such an industry shift over probably the past 10 years with like the internet and where things mm-hmm. are flowing. And you guys know this way better, but like you're talking about, acting and writing and like directing and things like that and it's so cool that you're not dependent a hundred percent on somebody picking you like you have the ability to create you have the ability to put your own stuff out there build your own audiences and do things like that and just like build this entire like network and web where people can come and get entertained and inspired and that's really cool like I appreciate that you're doing that so I wanted to hear more about like have you ever thought about posting more like behind the scenes stuff as mm-hmm. far as like, hey, this is like stuff about you or maybe even starting your own podcast. I know you guys got your thing going, this and that, but like <laughs> that would be really interesting. I'd love to hear just more about like, hey, this is what like a day in the life of a voice actor is and like this yeah. is what I do. These are like the good parts. These are the bad parts. That would be really cool to like hear more of because it's something you guys just like do your thing and then go hide off in the shadows and it's like, hold on now. That's really cool. That needs to be like 
spotlighted just like this thing does. Yeah. Have you ever considered that? I have considered having a podcast before. Um, uh, I just need to get the right equipment. So maybe I'll talk to you guys after this about it. Yeah. Um, and if my schedule like allows it, I'm trying to juggle so many things right now. Um, but there is so much to learn in the industry. There is never when, like I was saying, like when, when you're a creative, you're an independent, um, worker, freelancer, you are not given a manual how to do anything. And even if I tell you what I've done specifically, you have to understand that your life runs on your own clock and that I can share this stuff with you, but, um, you're going to have to learn patience, be content with, um, the work you're putting out and constantly, um, wanting to improve just, um, keep it's, it's repetitive. And like a lot of people don't want to hear, but you have to really just keep doing what you're doing. Even if you're not seeing results and stuff like mm. that, your efforts will be recognized later on. And I want to talk about more uplifting stuff like that. There's, there's so much. And I feel like hearing from, um, a, I want to just, there's a bunch of voice acting podcasts and all of them are super duper reliable. Um, there's this one actor named Crispin Freeman. I remember I was getting really down on myself. Cause I was like, again, like I, I was failing to understand that like, I see all these people. I have to understand my life runs on my own clock. I need to be patient and just keep doing what I'm doing. Eventually it'll, it'll all happen. Crispin Freeman, he is a voice actor and I absolutely love his work. He voices a bunch of my favorite characters in anime. And, um, he, he goes into such depth about it. You feel like you're actually like taking a class. You don't have to pay for the podcast or anything like that. And these voice acting classes cost like maybe 300 to $500. It depends mm. on what you're doing. Um, but you can just get it there. All that information there for free. It doesn't, mm. you're not simulated into, um, what the studio would be like or anything. You're not being direct or anything, but it's a good source to understand, um, what you should avoid, um, how you should pursue specific. Um, one thing I want to get into is like, uh, I want to learn more about is detecting scams mm. as a, um, independent worker. Cause Again, you if you don't have a teacher or anything like that, I constantly run emails by my teacher. I'm just like, is this a scam? It feels a little iffy. And right. I want to get better at identifying that because you don't want, again, when you're a creative, you you don't know everything. You start off with nothing. There's no guide. Like scams get more clever each year. Right. You know, I don't want anyone to fall to that. Um and like I said, like having a teacher, thank goodness, just sending her my emails. I'm sure it gets annoying and mm -hmm. and they're just like you should stop that. Like you should probably <laughs> understand by now, like you don't have to like freak out over anything, but it's a good thing to know. Um, cause a lot of people will take advantage of the fact that like you're new, you know, right. This is, this is how it typically goes. And it's like, that doesn't seem right. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. So if I had a podcast, I would definitely focus on, uh, focus on scams. Yeah. That'd be that cool. is something people would definitely fall yeah. under. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel that. like even like in, in so many industries, whether it's like a job thing or like anything, like these scam emails are ridiculous. And even yeah. like, like you said, they get so clever now of like, it looks very real. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would listen to that, whether it's about like voice acting stuff or just in general, like scams like that. It's, it's yeah. very important to be able to like, I fell victim to one, like oh, not no. too long ago. <laughs> like it almost happened. And, um, it, it just sounded like, I was like, oh my gosh, are my efforts finally paying off? I'm mm. like, wow, they're like going to bring me in studio and everything. This is great. It looked legitimate. Like it had the rates and everything that they're going to pay me. It had, um, the, they were saying, um, cause I typically like people, um, if they want you to be in studio, they will pay the studio to get you in there. Mm. Um, you won't have to worry about that. They'll do it in a location that is near you. So you don't have to commute as far. And so, um, they even like explicitly said that they knew what to say in regards to that. And they gave me all the information I needed to know. And I was just like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Right. I really don't. And, um, you know, it's easy kind of just detecting scams. But at that moment I was like, mm, this seems pretty safe. Um, however, I did reach out to my teacher and I was like being annoying. I was like, could you check this? Mm. Like, I already said yes, but can you check it? And, um, immediately they're like, Oh, that's a scam. Mm. I'm like, I just said, yes, I should have mm. waited. Um, that's when I was like, I was just too eager. I was like, Oh my gosh, this sounds like a, a great opportunity. It's for a video game. Count me in, count me in. No, um, it was, it was too good to be true, but, um, I they like actually never too. reached out back to me. So I'm kind of glad about that. I was just like, yeah, I'm interested. And that was it. We didn't discuss anything further. So it was just like, well, 
What did your teacher find that was like, this is like what makes it a scam basically? Um, uh, They were telling me that one of the things, it didn't get to this point, but typically when, um, how that particular scam works is that when they state like, oh, we would cover the studio for you. When you get um, to the studio, whatever it is that they tell you to go to, they're actually going to end up making you pay for it instead Mm -hmm. um, by sending them the money for the studio Mm. that they rented out. They'd be like, oh, and then we'll reimburse you. But they never do. Right. So for me, fortunately, it didn't get to that. And um, however, I'm like, I don't want it to get to that point though. How Mm. can I, how can I tell instantly? Yeah. And um, my teacher was saying like um, that they'll go into depth, depth about that with me um, another time. I got to reach out to them about that again. But, um, oh, what was I going to say? I have something like, not philosophical, but well, I got something philosophical for you. That's (laughs) what what, I think. That's my role on the show, probably, (laughs) is just to go deep. I think a lot of scams, since we're on it, no matter what industry you're in, Mm -hmm. usually 99% of um, people fall victim when they're rushing. When it's a time sensitive thing and you go, oh my God, I'm getting hired for this thing, or oh my God, I'm going to buy this real estate property and I'm going to make a million dollars and this Mm -hmm. and that, right? And then it's some guy in Russia that just, you stole all your money on that down payment, things like that. And I think that's one of the best qualities that I've gotten good at over 2023 is I've just ridden waves. Like I understand like everything is a wave and everything moves. You're not going to surf all day, right? You can ride a wave and then you're like, okay, let's take five minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's keep paddling. Let's catch our breath. Let's see. Oh, there's another wave coming. Okay. That one looks pretty good. All right. Let's turn around and keep going. Every, every, you can't rush everything. Mm -hmm. You can't force things. Right. And it's like when you're prepared, like you said, you continue doing your work, you're reaching out, you do the controllables that you can't control. That's why I liked that you said that because it's universal across whatever you're doing and whatever you're building is you basically do what you can do and make sure that like your fishing pole is in the water. That Mm -hmm. way, when the fish do come, you don't know when the fish is going to bite, right? But the worst thing you can do when the fish comes by is not have your bait already Mm -hmm. ready to just get in there and reel it in, right? So that's awesome. I really like that that's where you're at. And I, like I said, I go off a vibe a lot and I really think that what you're doing, you're going to reach all your goals as far as what you're doing. And like, it all really is between the ears and it's crazy inspiring that you're doing something in that industry that is so unguaranteed. Like if you take the work that I'm doing, right? I have three, four guys, let's say in finance that have all built, you know, finance companies, over hundreds of millions of dollars, some of them billions, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very scary thing to do, but math is math. You know, numbers don't lie at the end of the day. If you do this, this happens, then you do, there's 10 different steps to do with every scenario. It works out. I'm comfortable in that, that I know that math is math. People have money. Most people aren't good with their money. So Mm -hmm. guess what? Be a guy that's able to help, right? Yeah. You, that scares me. And I think I'm one of the most confident guys out there where I'm like, oh shit, I have to kind of leave some of that up to fate. You know what I mean? Like it really, you have to just sort of let certain ball, you're trying to catch rain sometimes. And it's like, yeah, you can be in a state where it rains a lot. Right. And that's cool. But like, shit, you still have to catch rain at some Mm -hmm. point. And it's pretty cool. Like, I guess that's just how you're wired. Right. And like Mm -hmm. you're, you're prepared for things like that. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's literally, the industry is basically a waiting game. Mm. You just keep improving. There was a quote I said on Twitter um, that really, it goes into like, you know, in regards to like, well, you should be posting, you know, make sure yourself is known. And I've just become content with how much I post. If people support me, they support me. And that's something that you kind of, that's a mentality you kind of have to like eventually adapt to because I was never like that. I was, Mm -hmm. I would be like, just get it going, get it going. Someone like interact with this. So it goes somewhere, please. Um, but there was a quote that I said on Twitter that really spoke to me. And I was like, I feel like other creatives need to hear it. Um, where is it? Where is it? It had something to do with, there it is. Work hard in silence. Let success be noise. Mm. And that really stuck with me. Another quote that I constantly live by is, um, it's like, I have to say it to myself whenever, like, I'm human. I'm naturally going to feel like, oh, my gosh, why am I not getting anything? And everyone else is. 
Um, I feel like I would always tell myself like, voice acting is for people with stability. I don't have that because I've constantly have to move and um, not by choice either. And so I constantly have to rebuild my booth and stuff like that. And I get upset and I'm just like, it's like, it doesn't want me to pursue it. And I get mm. so upset and I'm like, oh, like I know what I can do. Can't this temporary situation go any faster so I can get to what I want to do? Um, but whenever I get like that, I kind of just remind myself of a quote that a close friend of me um, said to me since the beginning when I first started. Because when you start out, you have nothing. Mm. And so I get, I would just get so antsy. I'm like, I'm eager. Just give it to me, please. Like a role or something. Like I just want money for a class. I need it now. Like help. Um, my friend told me, you have all the ingredients. They're just cooking. Mm. And that's how you got to have to kind of have to view it. Chill. You're cooking. Dinner's not ready to be made yet. When it's ready, it'll be ready. Yeah. It's, it's a waiting game. You got to be content with where you are. Be confident with where you are. You can be eager and chase for it. When you have the opportunity, go chase for it. Um, but it's remember that your life runs on your own clock and it's okay that you're going at whatever pace you're going at. You know, yeah. your biggest thing is like, try not to compare yourself to other people. You're human. You're eventually going to do it. I do it, but you got to feel that for a moment and then just blast through. I love understand that. that. I yeah. Love that. And that's, I mean, it's very hard. Um, like with, when I do content and things like that, it's very hard mm-hmm. or even with anything with working out, whatever it is, when you don't see the results right then and there, it's very hard to keep going here. Like, well, what the hell? Like me working out, I'm not getting abs. So why should I keep going? Like where are the abs or whatever it might be, but just sticking with it. Cause eventually it, you will get those abs or you will get that job or you will, whatever it might be like just sticking with it and understanding that always we are all, it's, I mean, just comparing yourselves. I've always compared myself to other people, just having a twin sister. It, that's the first one where like, mm-hmm. we're always going to, we're, we're getting compared by other people. And then I'm comparing myself to her. I'm going to compare myself to other creators, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, we all have our own journey and yeah. my journey is not the same as this person's journey. Um, there are roadblocks that I have that that person doesn't have, that that person has this, that I don't have. We are all so different that mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to compare yourself to someone else's journey because they're all going to be so different. Yeah, we all live our own respective lives. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like, I, as someone who is a younger sibling, I get compared to my, we're not twins, but I get compared to my yeah. brother a lot right. because he, well, I always felt that way. Like at Thanksgiving, everyone would ask what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like how school, like he's, he wanted to be a forensic scientist and stuff like that, all this stuff. And here I am like still figuring myself out. And I'm like, here I am choosing the most unstable career path and everyone's worried and stuff like that, but they see the results now, yeah. you know? And I'm like, and I try not to compare myself to my brother because that would tear me down the most, especially throughout high school. Cause they'd be like, do you have plans for college? I'm like, I can't think about college. I'm so stressed. I can't think about anything. Meanwhile, my brother's got everything laid out. My brother is super smart like that, just knows what he needs to do. And he's content with the pace that he goes at. Meanwhile, I'm like scatterbrained. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And I have the memory of a goldfish, anything that I see, gone in a second. I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) um, but I finally become content with myself and my pace and I'm going to continue to do that and try not and just support my brother. My brother supports me. Yeah. And that's how it be. Do you know who she could really probably help out? Mm. Lily. Mm. A little bit. Where's my little sister is so opposite. I think I might want, I want you to meet her actually. She's really Mm. creative too. She has an interesting brain. We're wired so differently Mm -hmm. to where venture is just seems like this force, right? This thing in the family. And I really fit in with like my parents, the ideals. Oh, we do all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then Lily's always been the one that has been like, exactly what you just said and I've looked at that and I've been like I have no idea what to do with that I don't even understand it I don't even relate to it I have no help for you but like because I it's just funny what what's venture doing what's that like the the path that I've taken and the things that I've been able to accomplish let's say and you know I try to stay as humble as possible but it's like 
stuff like this, things like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, the work speaks for itself. Yeah. And then you have somebody of like Lily of that age, because at that age, she's 16 right now. Mm. At 16, I was like, no, I'm good. You can throw me on an island. And when you come back to the island, there'll be a civilization. There'll be this. We'll have a constitution. We'll have sporting <laughs> games going on. We'll have all sorts of things. And I, I built a rocket. We went to the moon. We came back. Like, And Lily is a great mind that is just very like almost untethered you know what i mean it's yeah. like a pretty flower that's just not connected to anything and i'm like hey once you kind of develop that confidence and figure out what it is that you're doing the sky's the limit just like what you're doing the sky's the limit i think that's the only criteria for this show is i want people who actually believe that whatever their craft is i'm going to do it the best of my ability mm -hmm. and i'm going to try to take it as far as i can and that's really awesome Oh, yeah. No, that's literally how I try to live by. And it's funny, since we're like on the topic of siblings and like comparing ourselves to them, um, my brother and I's roles like reversed. Now my brother, my brother has made so many sacrifices for me. When we, when I started out and I was lacking so much confidence and stuff like that, he got me my first voice acting class. We were struggling financially, but he put money aside so that way I could do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, he was constantly supportive and stuff like that. And meanwhile, he's going to school. And then my brother had to sacrifice school to like help me and my family. And over time, like our family would constantly ask him like, so how's school and stuff like that? He's like, well, I'm not going to school right now. And like, he'd get frustrated and stressed. And then here I am pretty content with how I'm doing, um, regardless of what maybe like other people are thinking of me. And, um, I noticed a, a big shift in my brother. So now I feel like it's my turn mm. to, help him just as he supported me. So this time around, now that I have a consistent income, um, even when I was, I used to work at the Cheesecake Factory in Victoria Gardens. Oh, shout out to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> What's your favorite cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory? The tart red velvet, um, oh no, red raspberry cheesecake. That sounds good. Super good. I love tart yeah. things. It's so good. I think my favorite, I haven't like gone a lot, but I mean, there was like a Reese's peanut butter one. There's like 80 different types of cake yeah, or something like so that. Many. It's crazy, but I liked that Reese's peanut butter cup one. Do yeah. you remember like which one you had? I think I like the raspberry one too. Yeah, I, I like so the fruity, like the fruity stuff. Yeah. Definitely. As we sort of close out this conversation here, we have two more questions mm -hmm. for you that we ask everybody that comes on. Is there anything that myself or Hannah didn't ask you that you wanted to touch on coming in that maybe you want to spend a couple minutes talking about or did you just come in you know free flowing ready to down for whatever I came in free flowing like it's very easy to talk to you Perfect. and even if like I hadn't known you guys in high school I would still find you easy to talk to the kinds of questions you guys ask um really allow us to branch off into subtopics mm -hmm. yeah. so I think y'all are stacked. Like, I think you guys are good. <laughs> I like that. You guys are great. Well, That's it makes awesome. it very easy when someone like you comes in and you are like very energetic and like excited and like extroverted. Like it makes it a lot easier to oh, do this as well. So I appreciate you being like that because it's sometimes very hard when someone comes in and they don't give you anything. Yeah. You but want you being open, with. it's like, it makes it so much better. I learned um, a lot today too. Yeah. Just about like voice acting and yeah. things like that. And that's stuff that I want to well, get. Because it is something that you, I mean, I think we all know that there's a voice behind the characters, but you don't really think about it too much. You know no. what I mean? Like you don't like with, with like actors, like, like the fucking, let's say friends, like the show, you already know. Oh yeah. That's an actor. Like they act and they do this and that. Yeah. But with the, with the cartoons or the animations, you don't necessarily like go too deep of like, okay, well, who does the voice of that? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But there is, there are so many people that do it. So yeah. Oh yeah. I think the coolest part about this show too is like, sometimes I'm, we're getting better at now, like keeping you up to date on things like that. But I have such a broad curiosity of things mm -hmm. that this show has allowed me to explore that like, oh yeah, let's get a voice actor on. That's amazing. Let's figure out what that is about. And then next week I'll be like, We'll be at a restaurant. Like, we have to have a chef on here. Like, I don't know anything about cooking. Let's reach out to as many as we can. Who are the best chefs in SoCal? Like, let's see who we can get in here. I can hook you up with one. Oh, my, yeah, you know My chef. cousin, um, he's currently living in Torrance right now with my aunt. He is a chef um, mm. in Arizona. Okay. He is great. I should get you in touch Ooh. with him. Yeah. He is really, really But he's good. local right now? In, he's local oh, right yeah. now. Heck yeah. That, that kind of leads us into our last question yeah. that we'd like to ask people of, like, who are two to three people that you would recommend come on the show that, I mean, it can literally be anyone, but 
just someone that you really vibe with, that you think is cool, has a cool job, has a cool story. Yeah, it could be somebody that's running like a cool business yeah. or just mm. getting things up off the ground like you are or like another. Honestly, we're looking for a lot of strong female voices. This show mm -hmm. has been over the career very guy heavy and we're kind of trying to shift into a new chapter of it with like strong female entrepreneurs or voices or just leaders in the community, people like that. Mm -hmm. If you think that they have a great soul and a great spirit, we would love to extend an invitation and, you know, see if they accept it. Oh, yeah. No, immediately I have two recommendations. One of them is another voice actor. Her name's Ruby. Cool. She is... I aspire to be like her because she like radiates confidence and mm. she knows what she wants. She's a go-getter. Absolutely adore her. And then my other friend. Where is she based out of? San Diego. Both okay. of the people um, are um, the second person I mentioned. She's also from San Diego. They're very, very close friends. Um, the second person, her name is Mariah. Not only she does a lot. I am mm. like, she's the sweetest thing that has ever graced this earth. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her friend, <laughs> but she has her own family business um, she has, she does voice acting. Cool. She also goes to school. Like she just made like a bunch of contracts and stuff like that. Like you should totally talk to her. Yeah. Like, both of them. Cool. Like, she is crazy. Like yeah. awesome at what she does. She's going to Japan mm. next, um, at the end of the year, I think. And she'll be back in, I think February or late January. Oh, wow. We're supposed to get our nails done. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Yeah. We Fun. didn't even have, like, we barely scratched the surface with you. So hopefully you'll want to come back. Like I want to talk more about like anime and yeah. just kind of like things like that. And it's just good with your first episode to be like kind of a little bio, right? Very heavy yeah. with you. So next time you come on, it'll be like lighter. We'll just talk about topics, things like that. But hope you had a good time. Right? I did. I usually get flustered easily and yeah. like I traverse all over the place sometimes I'll forget the question but it was pretty like oh, I'm okay right now I'm okay so yeah. next time we do it we'll get into the tea yeah, yeah. The I'm tea. excited for that yeah that's great yeah. well this has been natural thoughts and talks I'm your host venture this is Hannah and I hope you guys had a great time have a good day bye bye, bye.